You're like an actor. What do you dude. mean? What does that mean? It means you you, you grieve you, different. You commit to your craft, similar to someone I know, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. She's Iranian, right? Wow. <laughs> no. Israeli. You, you wow. She you is can't, Israeli. You I'm can't sure. please everybody. Almost completely colorblind, I guess. She's Israeli. I have no idea. Well, we watched a black and white movie, but it wasn't all in black and white. Just like, like it, none it of it was vision. We watched Black Swan. <laughs> colorblind. <laughs> colorblind. Welcome, snobs. Welcome, Welcome to episode four of Reflections. We are almost done with this theme, um, and. Holy crap. There were a lot of reflections in this movie. Just maybe too many? Possibly? Maybe too few? Too few? Maybe just uh, the right amount. We had reflections used cinematically. We had reflections used as murder weapons. We had reflections used um, as home decor. Um, but no reflection was as scary as me looking into the reflection of this movie's mirror and seeing myself. Whoa. Whoa. For no. real? No. That sounds like the, that sounds like the end of uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. You did ballet, huh? <laughs> so, yeah, guys. Oh. What do you think about this movie? Because half of the time I was cringing the whole time. <laughs> half the time I was cringing the entire time. <laughs> what a. <clears throat> did, did you give the name of the movie yet? Did yeah, Black Swan. Who directed it? What year it came out? You want to. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. I want you to do it. Oh, okay. You want uh, me What to if do Eric it? doesn't know? I don't know the year. 2010. Okay, 2010. Daniel. Daniel Day-Lewis directed this movie. (laughs) Co-starred Daniel Craig. Daniel Day-Lewis. Darren Aronofsky Mm -hmm. directed this film. Um, Is there a reason we're going to the Criterion Channel? I'm just going to put on a little background footage. (laughs) Like last time? (laughs) You got obsessed after the the Criterion Channel. The clay pots? um, No, no, we're going to put on something else this time. That would be nice, like... uh, background viewing i think would be voyage of time oh that would i don't have movie though oh is that on movie yeah have you watched that already mm-hmm. no i've seen all of terrence Malick's catalog so Ooh, there as it were so this movie stars natalie portman mila kunis vincent cassandra say costanza George, George Costanza. <laughs> Vincent Castle. Winona Ryder. Mm. Um, yeah. And a, a Sebastian Stan we're cameo. Going, <laughs> Sebastian Stan. Yeah, he's super young in this. Uh. Molly Shannon, I thought, for a second. Yeah. So this came out in 2010. Uh, everyone's looking pretty young because it's been t- uh, 12 years uh, since this came out. I know. I, I, I always thought that this was kind of a more recent movie, but then, yeah, 2010. Man. Time. So Can't let's go me. around. Ethan, thoughts about this movie? Go. <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is my second time viewing it. Um, yeah, I mean, I like it. I think it's really dramatic and intense and poetic 
Mm-hmm. It kind of feels like a Shakespeare play, but a little bit more extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, especially by the end, you know, it, it just feels very Shakespeare to me. Right. So right. I really love that. Appreciate that. Um, I think the we'll get into this, but I think the performances are great. Yeah. And I really, yeah, I loved them all. I'll leave it there for now. Phenomenal. Caleb, thoughts? I'm excited to hear what you have to say, Cookie Cat. Hey, guys. My name's Cookie Cat Caleb Zier. This is my second time seeing this. I think the first time I watched it was last year, so it was pretty pretty recent. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this movie is quite a trip. I think I enjoyed watching it with people, like... Because <laughs> we're all kind of like, oh, oh, oh. There's like some cringy moments. Yeah. And because so Ricky like, wasn't here, we made a lot more jokes than we normally do. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. There's like some stressful <laughs> moments. Hearing Eric squirm with the fingernails was. Oh, I can't do it, dude. Yeah, that was bad. Fun. Um, bad. To do it. Yeah, I think there's a lot to unpack here and a lot that I still don't fully get. I think there's kind of some similar stuff of like Birdman and the cost of fame and the cost of. Um, perfection yeah perfection uh and so i think this movie and whiplash are kind of in a similar vein Ooh, yeah yeah Um, yeah yeah yeah, but we can get into all that for sure Uh, but i think it's great shot on 16 millimeter oh wow uh but pretty flat like there's not like Hmm. i think one of the things i like about 16 millimeter is a lot of times people like do a lot of cool stuff with the lighting Mm -hmm. um because those film stocks just look really good with you know different colors and big color palettes but this is very very like gray blacks whites like right nothing very like exciting going on color wise except for that scene at the club right um, but yeah, still yeah. i'm assuming it was just a budgetary thing shooting on 16 but i still love the look of the grain you I always do yep i'm a grain boy and not just because i grew up on a farm i hate the feeling i didn't sand. grow up on a farm really no i bet they chose 16 i think it's, it's uh it matches the vibe they're going for it's kind of got that dogma 95 vibe Ooh, um, okay. a little bit with the handheld shaky 35 millimeter they wouldn't have been able to do all that spinning around on stage anyways hey guys my name is Jared Klovenstein. Um, my oh, thoughts on this up. film um, outside of the things that I find a little too uh, um, R-rated for my personal taste I really love this movie <laughs> um, it's no, I like it mostly because the guy who played the prince that Natalie Portman's dancing with he choreographed this thing and he became her husband after this movie so uh, for sh- real? Shout out to love, Natalie Portman and Benjamin Millepied. I don't know how to say your name. He's like became director of the Paris Ballet house or something. Paris Ballet, I forget how you say it. Um, so I like that a lot. I love the ballet sequences. I love mm. the camera on stage swirling around with the people as they're doing things. I think if I were to describe this movie in two words, it would be like disorienting mm. and unsettling. Mm, yes, um, very. <laughs> I think there's a uh, lot to do with a woman who has an emotionally abusive parent situation uh, and feels like she needs to be perfect and dealing with the trauma and fallout that comes with that, mm. uh, which is why I am doing this podcast laying down on the couch <laughs> as if I am in therapy because this movie should be called Black Swans Need to Go to Therapy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love the, I kind of love the horror spiral out of control. Uh, it's a unique, it's a unique vibe. And Darren, you did a good job with it. Yeah, Black Swan and the personal spiral into madness. For and sure. Nat- <laughs> Natalie Portman's amazing. 
Like, she deserved Best Actress at the Oscars for this. And I think the music also very much sets this movie apart. A lot mm. of the scenes wouldn't be near as good without the music and the sound yeah, design. I, I agree with that. Um, so Clint Menzel and whoever yeah. did their sound design, those... Uh, yeah, people underestimate sound in movies, and, and Darren gets it. Like, this and The Fountain. He both... Ooh. Both of them he nails. Oh, good shout-out to The Fountain. Shout-out The Fountain. We love, love Hugh Jackman movie. in The Fountain. Which is also Aronofsky. Yeah, it's my favorite one. Me too. It's on my letterbox four. Whoa, Eric's Hello. a big fountain fan. I do. I Eric, do. what are your thoughts? Uh, about the fountain? No. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> about no. Black Swan, the movie we no, you just dumbass. Watched. I'd also like to point out we're watching Twenty Four Frames in the background by Abbas Kiarostami. They're, They're just beautiful, uh, like photos that he took and then edited into videos. It's a cool little what thing. This, he, it's a cool little project. Taken in a brick shit house, or uh, there's a lot of other shots. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Doesn't it look like, it? like I don't know how many outhouses you're hanging out in. <laughs> oh. Oh, I guess it could. It's changing. <gasps> frame. Sorry, Ooh. guys. We're on frame 15. I watched the first 12 the other night while I was reading. <laughs> I was going to say, oh. I, I haven't finished it, but I don't remember it opening like that. No, it opened so. with this uh, snowy. Yeah, that's what I thought. Anyways. Oh, this is phenomenal, dude. Yeah, so good. I like this. This is the third time that we referenced Abbas Kiristami. Yeah, he's on a roll. Since we watched Certified Copy. Wait, is this going? Yeah. This is just a not a picture? Up. Oh, this is great podcast material. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Eric, my your thoughts my, on the movie. We love yes. Frame Fifteen. My thoughts, oh boy, unsettling is definitely, definitely a good adjective for me. Yeah, um, easily one of the most unsettling uh, moments when uh, she peels her own skin <laughs> and I almost vomited in trauma. You were freaking you out. like that before, Eric. You are freaking. Oh, you've never heard me scream like that? <laughs> no, it was lovely. I definitely let out a yelp. Was it lovely? It was lovely to actually see Eric really express himself. Oh. For once. Cool. For once in his darn life. <laughs> <laughs> you finally let it go. <laughs> Keep yeah, going. as in the movie, constantly being told to let go uh, of herself. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was really well shot. I thought it was, I thought it definitely enraptured you in the moment. It was something that you wanted to look away from and yet couldn't look away from. Uh, you just kind of wanted to know what was going on. Um, ooh, I wouldn't say it was like amazing or excellent like five stars no and i don't know i don't know i don't exactly know why but um yeah it was it was like it was a little bit like a horror there there were horror movie elements to it um but the thing that i loved the most about the movie was the, the symbolism uh the changing of colors um yeah why certain things were in the shot they were very intentional they were supposed to be there, um, and this could in in like uh, what am I trying to say? This could get better with a rewatch. I imagine this is my first time watching it. So. Yeah, it was better my second time. This is, I saw it near when it came out, so yeah. it's been like eight years. Yeah, I, I did enjoy it more the second time. Same. Yeah, I imagine I would catch a lot more the second time. So yeah, I don't know. It was uh, 
It was something. It was something. I did not know what I was getting in for. Maybe like the white swan and black swan merging, Darren Aronofsky should consider changing his name to just Darrenofsky. Ooh. Darren, if you're listening... Yeah. It might be a cool branding thing for we, when uh, the whale comes out. We've got a legal name change suggestion. What, was this his uh, second feature? Who's? Darren Aronofsky. No, he did a movie called Pie first, which is this black and white follows a Jewish guy. And then um, he did Requiem for a Dream with Jared Leto and <sighs> Ellen Burstyn. And, and then, then The Wrestler. Talk about unsettling. No, then movie. The Fountain and then The Wrestler. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So he actually had quite a so few. So he's got a few movies this. out there before this one. It's interesting because Requiem for a Dream, in my opinion, was also very unsettling. Oh, gosh. Um, I, I, did, I didn't oh. like that movie. After watching that movie, I effectively did will never take drugs oh. ever in my life. Like, you, you come away from that movie just being like, well, that was an effective PSA. It actually had the opposite <laughs> effect on me. Uh, oh, you, you went hard into yeah, drugs. That's oh, why okay. Caleb doesn't have his left arm anymore. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I... Uh, <laughs> Went on a game show. <laughs> God, oh, stop. Um, but I didn't find the fountain unsettling. So no, but some of the editing I think I know, is similar. Oh, okay. Kind of like I don't know. He's got this unique. Mm. It doesn't feel right. The mm. editing. It feels like the wrong choice. But I think it's the right choice for him. Right. Because it like, some of it seems a little sloppy, but I think it's to put you in a headspace to mm-hmm. just like. Sloppy and close. Yeah, and close. And it's, yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't know if sloppy is the right word for it, because that makes it sound bad, but it's not bad. It's actually a really interesting technique. Yeah, there's only, there's only, I'm sorry to talk, be talking about the film, but there's only like a few wides that I can really think of. Like, yeah. It's very, yeah. So his style yeah, I'm seeing some like similarities with some of his movies, but um, he likes to be all up in your grill. Yeah, and I mean, I, you you definitely see that in Black Swan, in my opinion. So. Oh yeah, he's all up in those feathers. <laughs> I'm here. I'm Darren. I'm ready to ruffle some feathers, just like the duck on screen. Yeah, frame frame sixteen is my favorite so far. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's jump into spoily territory. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even give, know give, where to give, go. Give or... a quick breakdown. Give, a, give okay. a quick synopsis. Okay. All right. So, so we got we got our main girl here, uh, Nina, right? Nina Sayers. Yep. And um, she, we we get this image of her that uh, you know she's this kind of prim proper perfectionist who is working the ballet and. Um, we pick up the movie right when there's a shift, a changing of the guard, so to speak, where they are moving out an older ballerina and are looking for new talent. And so the guy goes around and taps some people on the shoulders. They're out. Everyone else come to the main principal office thing. I don't know. Or I don't know. And they get to like try out. For this role i don't want to i don't want to cut in but i feel like at this pace it's going to be a 10 minute synopsis it's going to be a nine minute synopsis <laughs> though. Oh, <sure. laughs> 
<laughs> I don't give good synopsises because I'm literally just running through the movie. Um, but okay, let me let me do my best. Thing. I got it. Natalie Portman gets chosen to play the Swan Queen. She freaks the heck out because yeah, she's not good at being the Black Swan she's because not. she's a nice, perfect mommy's girl. Too rigid. And so the guy Vincent Cassell is like, I'm a, I'm gonna make her a Black Swan by being bad to her and touches um, her all over yeah the place. and then mila kunis comes in the picture and is like i'm a black swan learn from me look at me Woo! i'm gonna take your role she's very loose that department goes crazy yes but uh, then she performs really <laughs> well <laughs> fine and has a mom okay so other other plot point she has a mom who is very controlling oh gosh living like a classic um like living vicariously through your child kind of thing. Because um, her mom was a ballerina as well. Her mom was a val- ballerina, so she was trying to relive the glory days through her daughter, um, while at the same time resenting her daughter because she had to have her daughter, and that's why she uh, lost her spot in being a ballerina. She had to quit. So, so the question on everyone's mind, bomb mom? <laughs> Mom. God, I I would have to say one of the worst examples of a mom that I've well, seen. I, I will say like she is a mom. <laughs> so not the worst example of a mom cuz she is she does she is a mom. Right. And if we're taking a strengths perspective here, she's nurturing technically, but she is also sucking the life and just kind of regressing, I would say. Yeah, Nina? Are, let, let's go through and say some, give some examples of what happened, like what the mom does. Where you're like, come on, mom. She's narcissistic because she Nina gets the part, right? She should be excited for her daughter. She's worked really hard. Comes home, brings her a cake, and Nina's like, my stomach's a knot. I don't want any cake. And mom immediately just like starts throwing the cake in the trash. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay, mom, this is subtle manipulation because you want this moment to be all about you and you celebrating this, but she's using the guilt. second that she yeah. doesn't do what you want, you're like, well, I don't care about you anymore. You don't matter. Only Your only worth is uh, in making me feel good. Yeah. Which is uh, pretty abusive emotionally and pretty yeah. manipulative. And, and you know what? Just bad. She also inserts herself where she doesn't need to be like taken off when she's getting her ready for bed and taking off her clothes and taking to her skin and she's like, Get, I don't, I can do, let me do it, let me do it, let me do this. Like she had to be so needed. Yeah, and there's this one scene where her. she's like, are you ready for me? And then yeah. she like stand, the mom stands at the door and Nina's in the bed and she looks over her shoulder and her mom is standing in the door and then the scene cuts. Yeah, that creeps me out. And it I was don't just know. like, what? Like, what do you think that meant? I, I think, I don't think it was as like, nefarious as we're making it to be i think it was like are you ready for me to like talk you into bed like our bedtime routine but it goes to what ethan was saying where it's just like all this stuff is just like wait because because nina's like i don't know we said like early 20s probably yeah at least old enough to drink yeah way too old for any of this and she still calls mom mommy Mm mm-hmm uh, mom, I stopped doing that like a year ago. Mom is the oh God, Caleb. <laughs> we we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> and the only person who calls Nina's phone ever in the movie is Mom, with the all caps "Mom" all with caps. a pink background on a mom. flip phone. Mom, I don't know how that is that how phones were, or it just said Mom. I'm trying to think of 2010. I can't think of any phone where I've seen that. Wait, 2010. I had, uh, 
I think I still had a flip phone in 2010. I, I had a flip phone in 2010. I didn't get an iPhone. I got my first college. iPhone in 2012, I think. But Nina talks and acts like a child still. Yep. She and it's because yeah. her mother has not been able to let her go. So mm-hmm. she thinks she's being protective in her parenting. She's parenting out of fear, right? But what we see is what we see in real life is Nina doesn't know how to function in the real world as well and stand up for herself. Yes, she can't handle any kind of pressure. She can't yeah. handle any it's pressure. Because mom never let her spread her wings. And then out when of she the finally nest. does try to spread Whoa. her wings, it's a total disaster. Yeah. Because she doesn't know how to do it. She's yeah. trying, but. She has a very experienced person not looking out for her and drugging her drinks. Yeah. And yeah. so she's so afraid. And so now Nina's leading out of that fear that her mother gave her. Yeah. yeah sometimes Natalie, Nina's. What she would say stuff. I'm like, that sounds like something like my three year old niece would say. Yeah. To like her mom. Yeah. It's like, oh. It's and the thing. It's like there's a part of her that can present as an adult, but then there's also this kid trapped in the adult's right. body that she even dresses how like she a, functions. A, a child. A oh, bit. yep. And like has 50 stuffed animals. Yeah. Which she gets rid of at yeah, a certain she part throws of her down the trash. She kind of has a realization of like, what? who am I? Like, what am I doing? Yeah. She and, just gets rid of everything that's and when childish. She, and when she gets the part, she has no friends. No. She doesn't talk or hang out with anyone else. When she gets the part, she tells her mom. That's it. And Mila Kunis tries to be nice to her, and she just kind of... Yeah, Mila does try to be nice. She tries to reach out. But yeah. Mina tried to be nice to that one girl. She's like, congratulations, because she thought that one girl got the part. Oh, the yeah. Girl came really back, she's bad like, joke. is that some sick joke? Because <laughs> it turns out Nina actually got the part. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. And so she like... <laughs> The girl thought she was playing mind games with her. I'm like, oh, she was like trying to be nice, even though she felt bad. Like, right. Congratulations. But right. Yeah. But really kind of ostracized herself from everyone. Yeah, man. So. So I feel bad for Nina. So, yeah. I mean, we see this. We see this gradual, gradual, gradual step down. We see certain things happening in the film, which are kind of cool as she's starting to open. Like the, the director keeps telling her to open up, let loose because that's the the dark side the black the of the black swan and she's too rigid to play that part and so he's as a director he's <laughs> i don't want to give him too much credit cuz he molests her um but he is trying to kind of like get her to play both parts and he's trying to like mm-hmm. you're only doing one side of this part we and need doing it really well she's doing it really well it's that perfection of the right. pure innocence yeah yeah way. exactly and she's one-sided um, but <laughs> to help loosen her up, he just starts feeling her and like kissing her and like just, it's very inappropriate, mm-hmm. very not consensual. Um, and, uh, and he leaves, he leaves the room being like, now that was me seducing you. I need you to do that in your part. And because she's been so babied, she's not equipped to know how to deal with that. And right. yeah, and so she chases after him, being yeah. like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't do it." Like that should not be your response when someone does that to <laughs> no, you. No, <laughs> not at all, not at all. But I really like, I really like what Darren does, which is like she starts off wearing white all the time, and then she midway through she starts wearing gray, and then more blacks. But we generally see white, grays, and blacks throughout the whole film, and I really like that color palette. Um, especially given what we're talking about and what the movie is actually trying to present, which are these two sides of a person and, and the blossoming of this like dark side in her that she has never experienced. 
Um, yeah, it's not almost even dark side. I mean, some of it is, but it's like what the director <laughs> says. It gets pretty dark. I mean, it gets dark, but where he's like, <laughs> where he's like, being perfect actually isn't perfect. Like, you need to be free. Mm. And some people live that way where it's like, I need to be perfect. I need to check all these boxes. I need to, yeah, fit into this mold where really it's like, perfection is a little more free than that. Right. It's not just doing the right thing all the time. It's living into who you are and something. And, and you're going to mess up. Well, that's, which explains her last. Kunis's character okay. when she's dancing, he's like, look at her. She's, she's imprecise, but it's effortless. Yeah. And I think what you should be. I yeah. love Mila Kunis's uh, role in this. She plays it so well. And she just has this air about her of swagger and confidence. Swag. And she's not afraid to she mess doesn't up. She quite fit in with the company. And she's okay no. with that. But she's making friends. She's, she's late. Yeah. You know, she, she's always messing up and laughing it off. You know, she's but, got but hot it's not sauce like in, in a rebellious bag. way. It's in a, like, I'm truly sorry. I just messed up kind of way. Right. In a way, you I, can't get I angry at her. Great she's here. everything Nina wants to be. Yes. And everything she isn't. Truly. <laughs> and everything I want to be. Wow. Um, okay. I'm Nina. We get some uh, confessions on the pod today. in my room. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. He does. <laughs> no, he actually does, though. No, I mean, it explains that. No, I have one stuffed animal in my room in Gridley, Illinois. It was, a, it, was a little, it was a little Simba stuffed animal I was given when I was like a day old. Why do you still a have day it? day old. Sentimental. I was given a Pooh Bear stuffed animal. And where is it? Uh, no, it definitely isn't around anymore. Wow. Eric, you must be more emotionally mature than Caleb. Guess you don't <laughs> cherish the past. Well, those are two different perspectives from the two different sides for sure. <laughs> no, but um, uh, <laughs> so yeah, Nina, she sees she sees all these good like imperfect imperfect things in Mila's character, and she sees it as threatening she sees it as like she's trying to take over my role she's constantly and and it's weird because we see the psychotic breaks uh from nina so we don't really know what the truth is because there's a scene of her being like she's not supposed to be here she's supposed to be sick and you see that as like wow that's really ugly from from mila's character and then like later she's like oh you did such a good job congrats and we just really don't know who the real Mila like character is? Lily, her name's Lily. The the character. Lily. Okay, I was trying to remember. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you've been in a place where you've been emotionally stunted or told you have to act a certain way your whole life, you're gonna be questioning your reality when your authority figure you start to question that person, but then you still almost want to believe them a little bit. So she's got a little bit of that where she's like questioning her own reality. And then also like the things that she does that are kind of wrong, um, like her internal bitterness towards Lily. Mm. um, She almost takes it to the extreme in her mind like she's murdered her. Mm -hmm. It's like the things that I've done that are wrong are so wrong. Right. Um, yeah. And I think the movie does an interesting job of putting her in that headspace. Yeah. In a very dramatic, balletic way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't really know what <laughs> things are real and what things are not real. Because there's a couple of moments. <laughs> what? 
Sorry, on this frame, a cat just ate a bird. Came in and ate a bird. Are you for real? Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, there's a little bird. The bird the was hopping around for like three minutes, and then a cat just hopped in out of nowhere. And I'm sorry, Eric. It. That just threw me. No, no, it's okay. That's Nature like is uh, metal. That's like um, uh, Vincent Cassell's character going after Natalie Portman's <laughs> Black Swan. Me. Oh, no. Ouch. It's not wrong. Um... No, I just I think there's I think there's a lot of things that happen in this or there's a couple of things that happen in this movie that like you don't entirely know what's going on because the face will shift yeah to to Nina's face and then she'll like I'm thinking of the hospital scene she'll like exit and she's like running away from that lady doing that thing to her or Beth doing yeah, that stabbing thing to her herself face, in the face stabbing herself in the face and then. She gets in the elevator and she has the knife. And it's just like, wait, did Nina stab Beth in the face? It seems like it. But the whole thing is so convoluted and changing and shifting. And yeah, we don't know. Like the, the re- I mean, it has it has like the similarities of like reflections in a mirror. Like we don't know. Like there's there's so many like fractals going on that are just Well, that's like why it's brilliant because it, it puts you in the headspace of Nina because she doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. So that's if true. we if we truly want to empathize with her character and figure her out, it's like, oh, this is what she feels like all the time. That's awful. I right. feel, I feel bad for people who are in this position. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That that would suck. It's like <laughs> it's it's similar to what uh, they did in the father, where they put you in the mm-hmm. yeah in the same position where you don't know what's going on alongside Anthony Hopkins, and so it makes you kind of empathize with people who are dealing with dementia or Alzheimer's. So similarly, yeah, it's Mm. like you feel this compassion, I guess, for old Nina. Do you think it was a stress break or do you think she has been dealing with this level of mental psychosis for a while? I think this is a long time coming. This is the breaking point. It's a long time coming. I think this was just the catalyst. Yeah. It seems that before that she may have wanted the role of the snow queen but she'd always gotten something different that mm. wasn't the lead so she could manage it but i think to have this new kind of pressure mm-hmm. it was like just it was a new experience that she never had and because of how, everything that we've talked about so far she didn't know how to handle it she's mom ach- was still terrible yeah yeah yeah, yeah. she's achieved something she finally wanted yeah, because there's that but little like, piece. To, to fully get it, she's got to change her reality a little right. bit, which sends her in a tailspin. Because um, uh, the director says, like, you've you've been doing this for four years. I've been watching you do, like, for four years. And I almost forgot that little piece that, like, she's been at it for a bit. And she's probably been just as much of a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah, she's probably like, oh, my gosh, this is my moment. I will do everything anything to get it and when being herself is not enough and he's like digging deeper into like these weird areas of her like psyche like i think he i think he's like dredging something up especially with what's going on at home like black swan needs to go to therapy that's the that should be the in parentheses like birdman (laughs) the unexpected (laughs) virtue of ignorance this would be like black swan you need to go to therapy (laughs) That's the that's the subtitle. Yeah. The <laughs> you need to go therapy. <laughs> uh, I appreciate how even though this movie's like 
the setting is the ballet. The movie's really about the characters or whatever. I love that the crescendo still happens in the ballet, oh, though. Oh, it's so good. You know, that it, it's not in spite of the ballet, but through it, we see it all unraveling. Right. I thought that was just amazing to watch. Yes, yes. When she was the black swan, it was just like, dang. Yeah. She oh, she finally with those it. red eyes. Ooh. And she just held herself different. She was just oh, yeah. loose and flowy. Absolutely. It was amazing choreography. I loved, yeah, I loved that they actually put the the wings on and it was just like oh this is crazy like i don't know what yeah like you said it all just kind of like led up to this moment where we've been slowly seeing little bits of that coming out of her sometimes literally uh and then yeah when she like finally when it finally happens it's like wow this is terrifying and beautiful at the same time because he uses the energy around the opening night so well yes like yeah. the night a play or performance opens and you're in it, you're it's like the yeah. energy is just different, and he uses that to kind of fuel her, her energy and and even her like psychosis <laughs> even worse. But yeah, I just oh, I just love that sequence. I did, I did not even realize that we've done like two bird related opening <laughs> night. Yeah movies oh yeah that's true which is weird yeah opening bird night man opening bird night man yeah do you guys have a favorite shot anywhere yeah i was i was just about to say let's open it up to some things that you really liked about this film uh and then we'll get to the very obvious section of what you least liked about this (laughs) i like when she becomes the black swan yeah and she's just going for it across the stage and the camera movement there, just following her and like it everything just feels in sync. Everything's enveloping. And it's just yeah. so good. And this is a little bit of, of the earlier part, but I don't know what part of Swan Lake it is. Um I, I don't I don't know the um title of the, the music song or the music or the piece. Oh, it's called Swan Lake Part 4. I don't know which one it is. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that. More, more swans. I, yeah. I didn't I realize it was that. Swan Lake. That song <laughs> plays in, um, there's a, a movie called Of Gods and Men and mm. uh, these, um, are they priests? They're Monks, monks. they're like at one. Point. Is it that World War or Civil War movie? No. Oh, oh, it's God's oh Captain America Civil War. I'm sorry, it's God's at, in general. At, at My one, bad. At one I'm point sorry. They're, they're, taking, they're like taking communion <laughs> together. At one point, they're taking communion together in this movie, and that mm. song plays and it just builds. I love that, and so I, oh, I didn't wow. realize it was Swan Lake until after. Um, but I just love any time that plays in this. I just think it's so pretty. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, that Ethan. Movement. I, I mean, I like the, and it's just toward the beginning when he's having her rehearse and spin again, and it's before Lily opens the door and comes in, but it kind of like, the camera like spins with her. Yeah. And it's like, it stops on the director every time. Yeah. Go again. And it just like, the, that spinning yeah. motion and the sudden stop, I thought was really cool. Yeah. Especially because that's literally what she's doing with her head. She's right. spinning really quick and then whoosh, and stops then, yeah. with her head. So like, that's what the camera also does. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's perfect. <clears throat> oh man i mean the music as said earlier like the right music that's majestic and just better takes a movie up a level mm-hmm. like a lot of the stuff like getting ready or stuff in the house or just little little moments or her like on the subway like have so much more weight to them when they have good music i think um mm. so i love the 
all the classical music in this movie. And Darren Aronofsky's pretty good at that in general. Um, although in Mother, he had like no music, I think, which also worked in its favor. And then, I, I mean, all the dancing stuff, which we've talked about, all the swirling camera, give me all of that. And um, the close-ups of like the feet and the muscles. Because we think of ballet as this very oh, beautiful, God. like to right, the observer, right. right? It's this very beautiful, very graceful. And he's like, to achieve this, like all the pain they have to go through, all the time she was doing stuff yep. to her feet, right. all the like the PT and Taking the popping the and the fully on this movie of like just the cracking and popping and oh. moving of things and especially when they're like on the ground as well and it's like yeah we talked about an early shot of them like on their toes and just the sound and like just watching the muscles just yeah. it's like oh my gosh if I tried that my feet would be broken. <sighs> Um, yeah i think i think it was ethan it was like it was just the, it, this like long shot of like six feet and they're all kind of plieing and then down plieing and down and ethan just like this is uncomfortable yeah, so stressed out. <laughs> i'm stressed oh, so yeah bad. it and just it, makes it's such a simple that. shot yeah it was such a simple shot but it, yeah so you were so right you're so when, once you said it i was like yeah that's what i'm feeling too <laughs> it's just exactly so visceral feeling. yeah yeah um and adds to the unsettling nature and yeah the without the sound thing. great shot yeah but like yeah when you're getting that sound going it adds it adds Oof. yeah it does it does for sure but like <clears throat> that's what uh nina was trying to start doing emotionally and she kept injuring herself because mm -hmm. her uh her emotional body wasn't ready to stand on its toes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, dude. Wow. I like that. Yeah. Um, I will say my favorite shot was also the crescendo when she became Black Swan. Um, that was an incredible shot. I loved it. Um, I'll say as a transition into my, ne my next question, um, one of my favorite mirror shots was definitely the director talking about being the swan. You have to be this and this. And he, the mirror splits him into two. But it like splits him into two after he says it. Like the camera kind of moves a little bit and it splits him in half. And I was, or uh, into two pieces of himself. And I was just like, wow, that was, that was phenomenal. So what do you think mirrors did for this what do you think they were using it for like what what was the purpose of so many reflections so many mirrors why why that choice for this movie <laughs> well i think that was Thanks, caleb. Caleb. Uh, classic <laughs> caleb 10 that second was, run up to saying caleb something and then not saying anything at all into the microphone <laughs> classic caleb um i feel like it just it's she can't escape herself and her experience so it felt like anytime there was a mirror maybe there'd be some kind of double take where she would stay in the mirror but she would keep moving and she'd like look around and it was always like key moments like that where she was maybe experiencing a new thing or had a new piece of information or a new question in her head and suddenly she's like f fragmenting into all these different things and she couldn't quite mm -hmm. separate herself mm. like she wanted to right um and the mirrors just kept confronting her. Yeah. And then when the, when she starts to lose it, they start breaking. Mm. <laughs> this is fascinating. Literally. Bad I think in, yeah. that, in that scene where she's being measured, and it's like uh, the mirrors bouncing off each other and just keeps going, yeah. going, going, going. It's like, yeah, she's like trapped right. in yeah. herself. But then 
it just like keeps going in this vast where she like just disappears. It's like she, there's no like depth or no more to her. It's just like, this is just who she is. And there's kind of this like, I don't know, sadness that Hmm. that's all she is. is, And then she's just going to disappear. Yeah. Into whatever until another Beth comes along. Yeah. That's all she's good for is just being this ballerina. Just sad. Yeah, it's a very fairy tale image, isn't it? Just a mm. girl trapped in a mirror. Mm. It's just a great mm. image. I think that's timeless. You could use that for anything, and it, like someone could reuse that tomorrow, and I'd be like, "That's a great image." Yeah, just works. Yeah. Also, what's up with this black feather dude? I like him. <laughs> I'd hang out with that guy, the dude that keeps showing up in the black feathers. She's also got to confront her dark side. Yeah. Um, and that, that's been simmering there for years, but it's finally bubbling over. Right. It's I not agree. that it hasn't been there. It's just that she's, she's never really embraced. She's it. never embraced it or dealt with it. Yeah. Because her mom has been keeping her. It's, it's almost like her mom, her mom is always wearing black in this, in this movie. She's never not. And she always has her hair styled exactly like she did in the ballet. And she was also in Hoosiers. And it's all, <laughs> the movie and it's Hoosiers. almost like she is like taking on the darkness for her daughter like she is sucking in all of the bad yeah and protecting her daughter from it and, and i think that may be a symbol like that's possibly what darren is trying to symbolize with her always wearing black she's always shielding her little duckling you know from and painting her version of her yeah yeah, that pa- the paint. Yeah, we haven't mentioned that, but she is she painted like thirty different versions of her daughter. Yeah, are those Very versions of Natalie Portman? Do we know? I couldn't tell. Yeah, I don't yes. know. You think they were like of Nina? Yeah, were they pictures of Nina? She was drawing and painting. That would be my well, guess. well, or like a well on the canvas. Movie. Yeah, on the canvas there was a picture of her. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would make sense, but yeah, it's what she's trying to do. She's like, yeah. I want. I want my daughter to be my version of my daughter. Yeah. Well, and it, and it kind of illustrates this kind of interesting thought that I had, which was like, in the black swan, you have the black swan and the and the white swan. swan and so there's, there's two different swans, just two. And so much like that shot that I that I talked about where it splits him into, into two pieces, when he's talking about the light and the dark, it seems as simple as one and the other. But throughout the whole film, like, it's not that simple. And you see, like, all these different reflections and, like, that, that shot of her in the mirror. And there's, like, a thousand different versions of herself. And her, her mirror at home has, like, 12 different mirrors in the one mirror, like, on the wall. And it's, like, I think it's her splintering in, in, and just, like devolving basically and and it, it's getting worse and worse and worse and it's not just finding the other half of herself it's her breaking apart into many 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 pieces until the end of the film where there's just glass all over inside of her inside of her she becomes the mirror <laughs> and then finally takes that glass out <clears throat> and when always she- leave it in though if you get stabbed you leave it in, cause if you, pull, you do yeah that's what they tell it you out, you start to bleed 
Oh, is it, uh, do you want to tell us about uh, stab wounds? Yeah. Yeah. So I know we had an EMT on a yeah. few weeks ago. We had Ethan Zimmerman on. Shout yeah. out Ethan Zimmerman. But shout um, I feel like I'm qualified shout out, shout out. to talk about uh, sure. stab, stab wounds. Stab wounds. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Stab wounds. 100%. Go ahead. I stabbed enough people in my day. Uh, Wait, what was huh? that? Huh? Oh, you know what? Never mind. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I guess oh. we'll just keep going. No, yeah. Keep All right. Going. I'll just cut that out. Okay. I'll. I'll, I'll cut it out. Should we have a gala? No cops listen to us. Should we have a gala <laughs> to try to raise money for something we want to do? Have a gala. <laughs> Actually, have I really gala? liked when she was at the gala and she was like looking at that statue with the wings. Oh, that's yeah. a great statue. Like yeah, that yeah, that was good. Um, that was all right, I think statue. there's no better way to wrap things up than what was the most uncomfortable thing you saw in this film. I would like to warn people there. It's, like, it's pretty erotic at some moments. Oh, okay. Yeah, we kind of didn't watch those you parts. Skip those. We skipped those. Yeah, we had dad. Um, we had dad push Darren, the fast forward. Darren, this all could have the the story would have been fine without all that. I think. IMO. I mean, opinion. you can you can touch on the themes without having to go there. In my opinion, but whatever. Yeah. Yep. IOO. In our opinion, is Wait, that I your know. is that your uh, most uncomfortable? Uh, I don't you. like when she um, peeled back her um, hangnail. Oh, God. Yeah. That was gross. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm like, now it's in my head. Oh, I don't like when she sucked the icing <laughs> off her mom's finger. That was, <laughs> that was probably, honestly, that was probably. Her mom's like, here, it tastes so good. Oh, oh. Gross. I think I actually gagged during that moment. <laughs> I remember you did. I did, yeah. Oh, God. I really hated the mom taking her into the bathroom and, and clipping her nails off. Oh, I oh. hated that because she was doing it in anger, also. So you were like, She is going to mess this up. Oh, man, <laughs> she's gonna cut her finger off. Yikes. Ugh. Yeah, there was a lot of like fingernail stuff, and not a fan, guys. Not a fan. Yeah, how do we solve know? this problem? Either cut her fingernails or put mittens on her. Let's not get to the deeper issues at hand here. <laughs> I feel like there could be some issues related to um, hmm. uh, body, um, like body image. Ooh, okay. Self-image. I haven't really formulated I my thoughts, but I just think that's yeah. hit on, especially with her scratching herself, um, being so skinny, the wings growing out, and her not right. liking it. Uh, I wasn't getting was, that like she was, yeah, you know, the mom trying never comments to on her body in yeah. that way. Yeah, neither neither does the director. No, but just in that world, there's that's gonna be. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. No, 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 no. I am not. Yeah, I'm not saying that doesn't. I don't exist. think it's like. Yeah, I just, just not in this film. I didn't get it because there's a lot but, of body horror. Yeah. So I don't know how you do that without having body image being somewhat interesting in play well and and her being so meticulous about the scratching on her back and the fingernails and her toes and like maybe putting like over attention on all of those things kind of gives the same it does the same job as somebody who's throwing up in the toilet or not skipping meals or like starving themselves and like that attention to their body can be done in other ways. I mean, ways. And, and in her profession, she's putting her body through the ringer too. Oh, so yeah. I guess it could just be commenting on that. I don't know. I just wanted to throw it out there. I didn't know if you guys had thought. Yeah, I love. I love the 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 the, the guy playing her music. He's like, "Why'd you stop, girl? I've got a life. I've got a life. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Have you guys ever been to a ballet? No, no. I want to. You guys know any 
ballerinas? I don't yeah, know. I've talked to some people. Who are do you asking for a friend? No, Caleb? I'm, not, I'm not asking like, for a. <laughs> what are you doing here? I'm just curious, like if we know anyone who has insights in the industry. Nope. I mean, not that I can text right now. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not Ricky. I'm not going to have a phone call pretty soon. So, sorry. Good question, Caleb. Not. Great question. I, I was. <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> okay. So, guys, that was Black Swan. If anything what happens to me, I uh, know that it was Caleb. Black Swan. Black Swan. Black Swan. Black Swan. Black Swan. Hey, do you think this was a. I, I was. So surprised that this fit. I, I in my mind, I picked this movie because I was like, "Oh, they're ballerinas." There's some mirrors in there, probably. Yeah, crazy amount of reflections and the use of reflections. I was not expecting that. So yeah, yeah. I I thought that was a a good a good pick, but yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know what I'm gonna rate this. I have to be honest. It was, it was okay. a lot. Jared, what's your pick? Yeah, dude. What's oh up? Number what kind five? of vibe you guys feeling? Let me throw some things out oh, there. Oh, we got a toys. See kind of vibe feel. I mean, we could continue the ballet theme and go red shoes. Red shoes. We could We could uh, go to a, a French villa and watch Summer Hours by Olivier Assayas. Mm. There's this movie called The Swimmer, but I don't think it's on streaming right now. It's okay. where Richard Burton goes to people's swimming pools. He's like trying to hit all the swimming pools in the neighborhood in a day. <laughs> And he's just in a speedo the whole time, going from swimming pool to swimming pool. Oh. This movie from the '60s, mm. and then um, "Last Days of Disco," reflecting on an era gone by. Oh, I've been wow. watching that movie. You've been watching I'm it. Done with it. Isn't it funny? It's kind of funny. It is so funny. I'm game for two or disco. Or I could change it from. There, I was told that I would like "Last Days of Disco." I think Caleb would love "Last Days of Disco." Either disco or the second one you mentioned. I those are my those are my. I'm fine with whatever. Oh, the summer hours one. Mm. Then we could start and end with Juliette Binoche too. I that would be those. like a reflection on I our. Uh, red oh. Shoes. Yeah, red shoes is amazing. Yeah. I I I will. I'm not knocking red shoes, but I I did recently see that this year. Yeah, you did. Um, with my family amazing movie amazing. Uh, amazing movie so i'm sorry i'm being lame and not picking one yet oh i feel oh, like man. i feel like today i was like i definitely want to watch something fun and summary but next week it might change <laughs> Ooh, what should our next cut topic be then like some oh yeah fun summer vibes we'll talk about it maybe fun summer vibes i mean we uh, got we we got some time well yeah I hear uh, bond of the week too <laughs> oh god where we choose who we want to play the next yeah game. i mean that's bond easy for me it's it's once again it's kendrick lamar i mean mr morale and the eye steppers is wow. master class the music video he can show he he shows he can act in his two recent music videos i think he'd be an intriguing nice, bond i've got a local pick who's a local pick bobby's bonds barry who's bonds that? He's uh he's off uh, Nevada. Oh, the Bobby Bobby Brown bail bonds from Bobby. Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, I'm no. I'm not taking this no, no, seriously. No, no, no. I at take all. it back. I take it back. What? It's the it's the girl who was uh the front woman for uh, Serbia's entry to Eurovision this year. Remember oh Serbia's yeah, Eurovision girl. Yeah, the hands. Yeah, the hand washer. Actually, she's not British. So the the British guy from Eurovision, Sam <gasps> Shep Sham Shepherd, something like that. Mika. Mika is my choice, dude. Mika. Uh, sorry. It's not pronounced Mika. Eric and I gave too many choices. Right. I'm sorry. Ethan, who you got? Ethan, who's your pick, dude? Um, who did I pick last week? Tom Hardy. Yeah. Oh. I mean, that is a great... I, ho- I hope he gets it, honestly. He's a little cockney for me. I'm going to stay with Tom Hardy. 
for now. Yep. <laughs> Fine. I like Ethan holding steady. No, I have a legit. I have a legitimate choice. Um, who's the actor who plays in Gentleman? Uh, Arthur. Matthew McCain. Charlie Arthur. Hunnam. Yeah, Charlie Hunnam would be. Charlie a Hunnam's great, dude. He'd be. He'd be great. Yeah. You know who I want to play James Caleb, Bond? Caleb, who do you Boy. want to play James uh, Bond? This weekend, I watched a movie. I watched two movies. I watched a movie <laughs> called Paddington and Paddington 2. And I think Paddington oh. should play the next James Bond. You're the worst. <laughs> Man. God. Wouldn't that be the most wholesome James Bond? Uh, a James Bond for the whole family. Yeah. Yeah. What if, what if Wes Anderson made a Paddington around. movie? Oh, Pastuzo. He won't. He won't. <laughs> okay, he won't. <laughs> he only makes originals. We're at frame 24. We're at frame 24. Wow. We've got 10 frames. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, Jeez. they're four minutes apiece around there. So Around there. Fun pick. Eric, thanks for picking. Yeah, Eric, yeah, yeah no problem. Solid All pick. right. Be on the lookout for, week. yeah, for whatever Jared picks. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye. Dude, that's it's a wonder. That's it's a wonderful life, dude. Hello, my name is Humphrey Bogart, and I'm starring in Casablanca. Humphrey Bogart. <laughs>